Yeah, eat, sleep, fantasy, you rockin' with the best NFL Fantasy Football Podcast We talking mock drafts, running backs Better follow the conversation with Dale, Christian, and Armando Screaming Eat Nation, we doing what we like Tune in every week, guarantee we get it hype Fantasy Football Enthusiasts, I know you plan to be Joining us on Eat, Sleep, Fantasy Yeah, Eat, Sleep, Fantasy Eat, Sleep, Fantasy Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Eat, Sleep, Fantasy Football Podcast, otherwise known as the Traveling Circus of Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Dale. Thanks for joining us on this beautiful, uh, you're probably listening to it on Thursday, late, maybe Friday, maybe the weekend. So thanks for joining us. With me is not Christian or or Armando today, it is our good friend uh, former high school football coach, John Chapman. What's going on, John? <laughs> Not much, man. I, I appreciate the little jab. Uh, <laughs> it feels good in the morning. We're recording pretty early this morning, especially if you yeah. live on the West Coast. But, man, just glad to talk some football. Hell yeah, man. Uh, we got a couple things to go over really quick. Uh, if you don't know, eatsleepfantasy.com is a website, and it has all kinds of good information, including all John Chapman's O-line rankings, his fantasy finishes, a bunch of our other writers stuff, breakouts, busts, all that stuff. It's all available on our website. When you hit subscribe, uh, you get free rankings and all that good stuff. Plus, you get bonus content. Uh, just check it out. Hit the subscribe button on Eat Sleep Fantasy, and there's all kinds of good stuff there. Uh, John, we got a couple things to go over uh, today. Most importantly, uh, you know, people talk a lot about running backs. They talk a lot about wide receivers. A little bit of debate on quarterbacks, not much. And then the tight, the forgotten position is a tight end position. Don't you agree? I do. And if you look at what happened last year, it was, it was very weird because we had those kind of top four tight ends and then just almost absolute trash. And if you were in a redraft league and one year championship, you can almost guarantee that you had one of five tight ends. You know, Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, Zach Ertz, Eric Ebron, or maybe Jared Cook. Um, maybe Austin Hooper could be thrown in there. But I would say a vast majority, if you had one of those top guys, you were set, uh, a, you had a huge advantage over everybody else. Right. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, we, I feel like everybody is talking about Kittle, Ertz, Kelsey. Um, and then I feel like if people don't get those, they punt the position, which I'm okay with. But uh, then you're just going for, you know, cash grab. Like you don't know what you're doing towards the end of the rounds. Uh, We'll talk about draft night out in a second, but uh, you know a lot of a lot of uh, people were grabbing just whatever tight end was available in the whatever late rounds, eighth, ninth, tenth round in this case because it was a shorter, um, shallower bench than most. So we're going to talk a little bit about that today. Hopefully, we can help you out, get you some tight ends that you can target if you don't get the big three. Uh, the big three is Kelsey Ertz, Kittle, right? Right. Okay. And then after that, uh, I guess a new tier, OJ Howard. Uh, you know, we can go to David Njuku and stuff like that. We'll talk about that in a second. But I want to thank everybody for, uh, if you're listening and you joined us at Draft Night Out in Dallas last weekend, it was a blast, man. We had a lot of fun meeting a lot of people, um, meeting a lot of writers and podcasters that, you know, maybe I exchanged quick DMs with or an email with that I never, you know, met in person. 
I think everybody kind of felt the same way. What was your initial thought on uh, Draft Night Out, John? Man, Draft Night Out was unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, the yeah. fact that uh, yeah. you know the crew from HBO Ballers came out to hang out was a lot of fun. Their turnout was unbelievable. Um, and I got to say, the uh, music playlist that was going all night, man, I uh, I enjoyed it. I loved it. Well, we had to make a little switch. Um, we did co-host this event with Sleeper Wire Podcast. Uh, they are a charitable organization. If you don't know who they are, doing some good stuff for people that can't afford medicine, uh, I would definitely check them out. Um, good dudes. But, uh, yeah, we uh, we started off playing Top 40, yeah. and me yeah. and John were begging. We were saying anything but Top 40. And they're like, no, 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 it's universal. Everybody will listen to it. And so we kind of gave in, but then about a half hour in, uh, John and I agreed to uh, change it up a little bit, playing some old-school hip-hop, which I think got the crowd uh, going. Got the crowd going again, didn't you think? I, it got me going. I, I was dancing yeah. for hours, man, just having a good time. <laughs> Talking trash, listening to 90s hip-hop, hell yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, we had probably, I think, close to 60 people come come out. Uh, it was hosted at Top Golf, like you said. Uh, man, I don't remember their names. The two dudes from Ballers. I mean, I know what they look like, and I know who they play um, on the show. I don't know their real names off the top of my head, but really cool dudes. Um, they played golf and just hung out and... Uh, really made the event like, oh shit, like this is even better than we wanted to be. So that was awesome. Um, a lot of good drafting, uh, a lot of good people, a lot of good food, all that good stuff. So uh, I'm really happy. It was good. If you uh, if you don't get it by now, we, we had a good time. Yeah, and we got Any another one coming up. Like we, we're do. not we stopping. Do. Uh, if you guys are going to be anywhere near Vegas, I would say within a uh, thousand miles of Vegas. Uh, you might want to meet us out there to draft. Uh, we are hosting the uh, National Draft Day. at It's at Top Golf again, but it's in Vegas. So get with me if you guys have any questions on that. If you want to meet us out there, um, you can get your whole league out there to draft. It'll be a lot of fun. So let me know if you guys are going to be anywhere near it, and I will hook you up. We'll, we'll figure something out. And that's out, August so. 24th, um, and it's going to be a blast. Last year we had UNLV cheerleaders running each draft. Uh, food, yeah. drinks. I mean, it's it's an absolute blast. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. It was fun. Uh, the shenanigans before and after, I think, are just as fun. <laughs> um, I don't know how much stories we we should share on air. Some of um, them. Okay, I'll I'll give you some highlights. <laughs> uh, Nick, uh, one of our contributors, he's more of like a what would you call him, Nick? He's like. Um, he's like the old sage behind the scenes that's just been yeah. there forever. Yes, yeah, yeah. So you probably never heard Nick on the microphone. You probably never even seen a picture of him. But he is uh, instrumental to Eat Sleep Fantasy and the growth of our podcast. Um, he goes to our events and stuff and helps us out. I mean, I can't even express how much he does for us uh, during the events. Anyways, uh, he we we're going out and he stepped in a big hole and he got really mad really mad <laughs> it doesn't sound very really funny mad. when i just say he steps in a big hole but um we were on the sidewalk we we're getting ready to go into this bar thing that john picked out and uh which was very interesting uh so we we're standing in line and there was a big tree grate but the tree wasn't there anymore um and so nick uh all six foot three of him steps in this giant hole probably goes a foot and a half or two feet deep into this hole he takes his foot out and he looks at us with like the meanest look and he goes, he just looks at us and he says, 
I'm calling an Uber. I'm leaving. <laughs> he just walked across the street and got an Uber and left. We're literally within like 60 seconds of him stepping in the hole, he was an Uber driving back home. We didn't question him. We understood. Um, it just uh, he just he was super angry. You feel bad for the guy, but I mean, looking back at it now, it's very comical. It's like Bruce Banner stepped into yeah. a hole, then Hulk showed up, and he was gone in like 30 seconds. Yeah. Oh yeah. He knew. He was like, I got to get the fuck out of here. Um, so. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, if you guys go to Vegas with us, I'm sure there will be some shenanigans as well. Um, so hook us up or look us up and, and let me know if you guys are anywhere near because we'd love to have you. Uh, I don't think there's really any other housekeeping issues. John, if you uh, later in the episode, if you have another story to tell, I'll be happy to uh, talk about it. But we should probably get into side tight, some tight ends. Uh, later in the show, I do want to talk a little bit about Fantasy Go and FantasyGo.com. Uh, really cool uh, we actually met him in Dallas as well, the founder. Um, really cool guy. Yeah. And I want to talk about his product a little bit more because it's it's really cool. I, you may have heard it uh, um, in the previous couple episodes, but we'll we'll get into that in a couple of minutes. Let's just jump into tight ends. Let's no bullshit podcasts. Uh, let's just do it. All right. Uh, so I'm going to go through a handful of tight ends. We're not going to talk about Travis Kelsey, Zach Ertz, and George Kittle today. We're not going to do it. So. If you're listening to this podcast and want to talk about those three, um, fast forward to the end so we get credit for a full listen. Um, but you don't really have to listen, okay? Is that fair? I like it. Also, really quick, if you don't like what you're hearing, just shut us off. Don't write us a review. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand bad reviews. Like, I got a bad review because I didn't know how many feet were in a mile. Like, I'm sorry, my high school education wasn't very good. Uh we, and you don't learn that. I, I kind of shaped up when I went to college, but they don't teach that in college. So I missed basically ninth through twelfth grade. I think it's five. Don't blame that on eighty. Correct. Right. Yes. Yes. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I don't know. So if you guys okay. would like to leave me a good review and say at least John knows <laughs> there how go. many feet are in a mile, um, that would be much appreciated. We did. We got a three star review from that guy. So if anybody wants to counterbalance him and give us a five star to help us out because the, the iTunes ratings um, are important to us, do that. I love that you read through those and it bothers you. You know, it used to bother me when we first started. Right. And now it's like, fuck, like, one, I, I understand, like, whatever. You write a review however you feel. I'm not telling people not to write reviews. But what I am saying is, um, like, if you're angry at something, don't take it out on us. And don't waste your time writing a review. Especially oh. if it's not it, fantasy football related. Like, the only time I really wrote a really bad review is, like, I went to a restaurant and they continuously cooked my food wrong, and I was there for, like, three hours waiting on my food. Like, that deserves a bad review. Right. But when you're listening for five minutes to something, like, don't spend five minutes listening and then five minutes writing a review. Yeah, I don't know. I like it. Anyways. I like it. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about some tight ends here. Again, not talking about the big three. I'm going to kind of jump around, John. I would love to get your opinions on some of these guys, and I think I have my own opinions. Um, just looking at my rankings, I did my tight end rankings, and they will be up on the site this weekend, our consensus and our individual on EastleyFantasy.com. Uh, I guess the biggest one that I want to talk about here, there's two, and then not really the biggest, is I guess it's just the first. Eric Ebron versus Jack Doyle this year. Okay. Now, Jack Doyle... I know he was hampered by some injury, right, last year. Um, and Eric Ebron basically stepped in and did what we thought Eric Ebron was going to do. 
Eric Ebron finish as a top five tight end last year. If Doyle is ready, and he says he's not sure he's going to be ready by camp, if he is ready for week one, are you still taking Eric Ebron as a tight end one over Jack Doyle? I do think that Eric Ebron will finish the year as a tight end one just because of his touchdown upside. Again, if you look back in 2018, when both were healthy, Eric Ebron did not get very many snaps and or targets. Now, in the red zone, for sure. Um, is he going to put up the crazy touchdown numbers that he had this year? Hell no. Um, that is right. just not going to happen. Because, again, um, they have been very outspoken about Moali Cox. Jack Doyle is the number one wide receiver there, given he is a better blocker than he is a wide receiver. But Eric Ebron snaps, they're going down. Um, I don't think that there's going to be any way that Ebron can have double-digit touchdowns. He had 13 this year, but uh, I do not think that's going to happen. So will Ebron finish as a top-12 tight end? I think so, but he is going to screw you over so many weeks. Let's say he gets seven touchdowns. Um, he's going to have five or six games where he lays a goose egg just because the yeah. target share and the snap share is not there. Um I love, absolutely love waiting and getting um, Jack Doyle late. Absolutely love that. If I miss out on the top guys, I, I love partnering up somebody like Jack Doyle and one of the rookie guys, Noah Fant or TJ Hawkinson or Austin Hooper. Sure. I think those are great right. combinations. Right, right. If you're playing in a maybe deeper league and you're really punting on tight ends, uh, definitely get Doyle. And I'm not a big fan of, you know, getting a couple tight ends but if you do get Doyle you probably have to get a little bit insurance on him I mean and you mentioned the snap count for Doyle I understand it wasn't crazy high but he did have over 70 percent of snaps in five of his six games last year right. so um you know and that's something at least and Eric Ebron just a little note one of five tight ends to get more than 100 targets last year so um there's that led the league in touchdowns in his position as well so, uh, yeah, I am. I do like Jack Doyle this year. All right, uh, let's bounce around to another tight end. And this guy hasn't talked about enough. And I do think that he definitely has. Uh, he definitely has a talent to do something. Whether or not he does it in this Minnesota offense is Kyle Rudolph. He he was so inconsistent last year. I mean, he had one huge game, right? I think he had two touchdown, hundred plus yard receiving game. Last year, that really helped his stats out a lot for the end of the year. Uh, finished, I don't know, probably in the, I'm looking now. Seventh. I can't even find him. Seventh. Yeah, so that one game, it shows you how fickle the tight end position is. Yeah, the one game of 122 yards, finished with 630 and was the ninth, ninth best or seventh best tight end. So uh, Kyle Rudolph, I don't see him uh, going back to what we saw with him and Kirk Cousins. Uh, this offense seems like it really wants to run the ball. Am I right? Yeah. It, and not to mention, not does, to mention Irv Smith Jr. But they love to throw the ball whenever they get close to the red zone. Um, and for some reason, like he has dropped off the face of the earth as far as where he's being drafted. He's not going yeah. as a top twelve tight end. And a lot of that yeah. had to do with the draft. You know, the Vikings go out and draft Irv Smith. And everybody yep. is there's trade rumors and all this stuff. Well, guess what? They went and signed um, Kyle Rudolph to an extension, a multi-year extension. Three, Thirty-six and his million, ADP four years. Didn't change. Yeah. 
So like it's it's like the fantasy community is stuck on this uh, post draft analysis and just never refreshed. So uh, I mean he's literally going outside of the top twenty tight ends in ADP in redraft leagues, and that should not be the case. This is a guy who has finished in the top eight three straight years. His athleticism hasn't gone down. The offense around him has gotten better. The offensive line has gotten better. Um, He's not one of those guys that's going to be, you know, I think a top five guy. But I I think he's going to finish above Eric Ebron whenever all said and done. And he's somebody that's going, you know, 15 tight ends later in average draft position. Right. Probably not even drafted, actually. Um, Irv Smith, I don't think is anybody to even look at unless you're in a deep dynasty league, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, even even in a dynasty league, I mean, they're they've committed to Kyle Rudolph still. So uh, Kyle Rudolph, just looking at his stats, he had 100 plus yard game that was week 16 um, with two touchdowns, and he had a bunch of like 30 and 20 yard receiving games. So uh, maybe two receptions, 20 yards, stuff like that. So. Nothing going crazy here, but he, I, I, you know, he has a talent. They just didn't use him as well, and like I mentioned, I just think that. But and again, like a four-year, thirty-six million dollar contract. Do you think they're paying him that to be a backup tight end? Sure. Right. Exactly. No. Exactly. Right. Okay. Um, Still bouncing around here. Let's go over to another guy who I think has immense talent in the position, and another forgotten. forgotten tight end is jordan reed jordan reed now this one's interesting is still (laughs) being drafted pretty late (laughs) what do you do with this guy he has not played a lot of football no uh and well that's his that's his problem right i mean i mean how much but he's not that old like people assume that he's like super old and all these things he's 29 but he has never played 16 games in a season um and he just seems to always be hurt. However, whenever he does play, he is the primary receiver on that team. It's not a wide receiver. It's not a running back. That is the most devoid talent <laughs> wide receiver uh, in the league, you know, the Washington Redskins. So they're going to have a new quarterback under center, whether that's Case McCoy early, Dwayne Haskins late is my prediction. But if this is a guy that is healthy, Again, you're talking about a guy that can finish as a top five tight end. Now, will he finish there? Eh. Eh, I don't know. He finishes the number 20 tight end last year. But again, this is a guy, you, you look at his past, he's finished as the number two tight end um, recently within the last four years. So the talent is there. It's just health. And, you know, it's funny because we have Jordan Reed, and then we also have the tight end for Cincinnati, that's almost in the exact same ballpark. And so are you willing to give one of these injury-riddled guys, Tyler Eifert or Jer- Jordan Reed, like a shot? Because you can get them for free. They are completely free again. Um, Jordan Reed's going as the number 20 tight end, as I said earlier. So it's worth a lottery ticket. If you don't get one of those top guys, because if he hits early, not only are you going to have trade value, but you're going to have a lot of upside at a position that doesn't usually have it. So I don't mind these plays. Again, once you get past those top guys, it is lottery ticket city. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Jordan Reed, 84 targets, stone his way, 54 receptions, only two touchdowns. Um, so I'm not 
he's never played a full season in his whole career dating back to 2013. Um, but giving if he's given the opportunity, uh, definitely somebody to, you know, somebody to look for. Um, being basically free, like you mentioned, it just it depends. I mean, does Case Keenum or Dwayne Haskins help his case? Like a rookie, a rookie quarterback. I know that the research is kind of iffy. I've read on both sides what you know rookie quarterbacks do with tight ends. It's kind of a misnomer. Um, but do you think Dwayne Haskins helps or hurts? Does Case Keenum help or hurt? Is this, is a quarterback situation something we have to look for? Jordan Reed, or is it just his uh, injured past? You would prefer to have Case Keenum. Um, he's going to be, you know, he's a huge check down guy. Actually, Dwayne Haskins is a check down guy too, but you would prefer to have Case Keenum in there for fantasy value for Jordan Reed. But again, like, man, you know, I'm looking at his weeks last year. He comes out of the gate 15 points week one, 10 points week two, 11 points week three, and then things went downhill. You know, he started struggling with injuries. He finally gets healthy. He puts up a 20 point week. In week uh, 11, then 14-point week in week 12. Like, the guy has huge upside. And so, again, you get one of those top guys, you don't need a backup. If you punt this position and you build your roster everywhere else, you're going to want to take more than one tight end. You're going to want to take two flyers, depending on how deep your roster is and the bench is. And, man, if, if Jordan Reed's healthy, you're starting him week one over probably all but the next top 10 tight ends. Like, he is going to be a starter. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree, and that's why I wanted to bring him up. I think, uh, again, you're, you know, waiting on guys. I really do like him, too. All right, uh, some other guys. Uh, I have a handful of guys here, and if you want to skip or, or John, if you have anybody in particular you want to talk about, we can go that way. But I'm just going to kind of go off my list of things, of, of guys that I think really interest me. And one of them, he is being drafted uh, as a top 12 tight end. Uh, may surprising to both being, well, I think he's 30, 35 years old, uh, is Delaney Walker. Dude, he is super old. And it's funny because the, the Titans offense is trash. Okay. So first off, that's one, but there's no doubt Marcus Mariota loves throwing to this guy. Um, you know, if you look at what he's done before he got injured this year, he had fantasy finishes of number four tight end, five tight end, three tight end, eight tight end, 11 tight end. So he's been beyond consistent despite having a terrible offense around him. Now, what's funny, the Madden rank rankings came out this week, and I don't put a lot of stock in it, but they had Delaney Walker ranked as the number three tight end in the NFL as far as overall skills because he's just that good. Uh, it doesn't matter how old he is. It doesn't matter... Um, you know, if he's on a crappy team, he just performs. So this could possibly be his last year, but he's a safety blanket as long as Marcus Mariota is, is quarterback, and he has insane athleticism even at 35 to where he can do things. Um, now, he's not somebody that I am targeting until super late. He's going as the number 12 tight end, and I think that's fine. Um, I don't mind that, but again, I am waiting till – once we get to that number 11 tight end in Trey Burton, which is where he's going, all the way down to number 25 tight end, there's not much of a difference. Uh, pick your poison. Match up with what you want. Are you looking for the ultra-conservative tight end that's going to get you your four to five points a week? 
I prefer somebody like Austin Hooper. If you're wanting a huge swing for the fences thing, I'm going, you know, TJ Hawkinson, Noah Fant, Mark Andrews, so or Jordan Reed. So it, here it's really just how do you build your team? My philosophy is always I don't want a tight end to give me a zero game and lose me a week. I want consistency. I would prefer four to five points a week over a 10 or a zero. So you kind of have to pick your poison. And Delaney Walker is one of those consistent guys. He's going to be one of those four to five points a week that's just going to be consistent. 100% I agree. That's a that's a really good point. Uh, the, the consistency is key with tight ends especially. And, you know, the top three guards are consistently really good, and that's what makes them, you know, in the elite tier. But, yeah, I mean, Delaney Walker, in you know, Marcus Mariota, you can say what you want, and he's not the best quarterback. But you also have Ryan Tannehill backing him up, which it doesn't really hurt. Like, if Marcus Mariota doesn't make the cut and, you know, doesn't improve by midseason, like, Tannehill could still throw to a a tight end. So, um, worst-case scenario, he gets Ryan Tannehill to throw to him, and I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. So, yeah, if Tannehill takes over, I think it helps the passing game, but I think it'll hurt the running game. So um, Mariota still is very, very mobile and kind of keeps those linebackers isolated just because he can run, and that helps Derrick Henry out. But that offense is just rough. And speaking of rough, I wanted to give a shout-out to the one and only Dale. Um, I don't think people know how handsome you are, Dale. Oh, man, thanks, buddy. Why do you say that? You, you know – and, and so, you know, when we were in Dallas, we go out to a restaurant and we're chilling. And, you know, Brito is also very handsome as well. Sure, he is very handsome. But we had this waitress this one time who just had her eyes <laughs> on Dell and just, it didn't matter, man. Um, she she was just in love with this sexy man that is Dale you know, I And so. Uh, <laughs> okay, uh, long story short, we go to a restaurant. Um, you know, it's pretty empty. So the waitress is talking to us and. You know, we're we're just, you know, whatever, just BSing with her, you know, just killing time while we waited around for the next thing to go. And, uh, you know, I, I, naturally I'm kind of, you know, quiet and reserved. You know, I'm not very charismatic, newsflash. Um, but, you know, it, it is it is what it is, right? I mean, I, I accepted who I am. Uh, Brito, on the other hand, and you uh, are both, uh, you know, very charismatic, very talkative, uh, very animated. So, you know, you have that going for you. Uh I hope Christian is listening to this because John, I know, I know that you know. Uh, so we we're at the restaurant, and uh, you know, Brito, his comments is a little shot and whatever. Um, you know, he's he's going through some things and whatever. So we're about to leave, and Christian was like, "Oh, I think I can get her number," or he said something like that, or you know, I think she likes me. Oh no, no, actually, she didn't like Brito at all because she kept right. She kept like. Uh, yeah, 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 she, she did. She, she gave him she shit. Her yeah, yeah, yeah. She went with the right, alpha. right, right. Uh, yeah, she kept uh, you know picking on Brito just because he's you know he was you know maybe a little more um, outgoing you know talking to her more so she was kind of giving him a little shit and Brito's confidence was a little shot and I thought to add injury and in, add insult to injury it'd be good for me when she, right before she paid our bill for me to go behind the counter and whisper to her just <laughs> Brito's gonna kill me because I let him believe this all weekend. <laughs> He still doesn't. No, he doesn't. I hope he's listening now. Uh, So I go behind the counter and I say, listen, my friend is an asshole. I really need you just write down your name and a fake number and slide it to me before we leave. And uh, she did. Um, Obviously, it was a fake. I don't know. I don't know if it was fake or not. I just threw it away anyways. But as we left, I showed Brito that she left me her number. 
And uh, that threw off the whole weekend for him, I think. And maybe I should have told him. Oh, my gosh. He was upset. He's like, what the hell? <laughs> he did not understand. He did not understand. He's like, what? He's like, and to the point where he said, Dale, he goes, don't take this the wrong way, but you're, you're just not cool. Like okay, <laughs> but oh, and what made it even better is that Brito decided to play a joke on Dale. So Dale comes downstairs dressed whatever, and so Brito goes into his luggage and finds the exact same outfit—a red shirt and blue shorts. They look like twins, and so Brito thought he was playing a joke on Dale the whole time. They sit next to each other in this restaurant, and Dale just plays it cool and totally outshined him, and he could not <laughs> handle it. He lost his shit. It was, it was good. Amazing. It was good. It was good. And uh, you know, the other thing too was um, I'll get to that in a second. But anyways, uh, before we move on, I want to talk about a couple more tight ends. But I did promise you guys I would give you a little more information on Fantasy Go. Uh, basically, and, and if you haven't heard us talk about it in the past, Fantasy Go is like the Uber or Airbnb of fantasy football. Um, so, you know, if, if you've ever done an Airbnb, you go on, you can search ratings, you know, you can look through the prices or, you know, style or whatever. Same thing with Fantasy Go, but for analysts, if you need help with your fantasy football team, say, you know, you, you drafted, you had a good time with the draft, but you just don't have time to set lineups every single week. Basically, you go on this Airbnb of, of fantasy football, which is called Fantasy Go. You go on this app or, you know, on online, and you can pick an analyst to actually help you out. So if you're in a Yahoo league, you pick your analyst based off the ratings and all that stuff and the price. Uh, the analyst can set their own price to help you out. You search through the price, search, search through the ratings, and you get somebody. Yahoo actually imports all their information, all the roster information directly on the site, so they can kind of help you through it. Um, so they can set your lineups directly through the site that you don't need to give all your login information and all that stuff. It's really, really cool. Uh, the really cool thing is they are now accepting registrations to become an analyst. So if you want to get on their site to become an analyst, I highly suggest you do so. I don't know how long it'll last. I don't know how many you know analysts they're going to actually have on their site at the end of the day. But I do know that they are accepting registrations now. So you become an analyst, you'll eventually get an email, you'll get all, you know, your your info set up, and then you can start basically telling everybody, "Hey, if, you know, go on Twitter or Facebook if you need help, go to this profile and, you know, you can request me." And uh, it's really cool. You they you can set all their lineups, and basically if you charge say like $5 a lineup a week and you get, you know, 20 of, you know, 20 people to to do it once a week, I mean, you could do the math. I mean, we're you're talking about a pretty nice side hustle. Um, you know, f- uh, comparing it to like something like Uber, you know, where you have to actually use your own car and do that stuff. You can do this from the comfort of your own home. Plus, you could, you know, do fantasy football as a side hustle. Who doesn't want that? I mean, I, we've been we've been grinding it out here on the podcast for three, four years now as a side hustle. Um, and doing this fantasy go seems way easier than running a podcast. <laughs> I like it. But yeah, uh, fantasygo.com. Uh, you can find them on social media and all that stuff. If you're in our uh, private group on Facebook, uh, the Eat Nation private group. Uh, David, the founder, is actually in the group too. So if you have questions, talk about it in the group, and I bet you he'll he'll chime in and help you. So if you're, uh, you know, even if you're a fantasy, serious fantasy player and you want, um, you know, a little bit of help from somebody else, you know, sometimes you don't want to ask your friends because you're in the same league. Uh, you know, for five, as little as I think four or five bucks, you can actually get a really good opinion from a trusted source. So check them out, fantasygo.com. Uh, I really do like the product. It's going to start, it's really going to launch, you know, coming when it comes to football season, but uh, they're accepting registrations for, um, for analysts. So check them out, fantasygo.com. 
All right, John. Let's talk about. I want to talk about two more tight ends here. Okay. Let's talk about. Uh, hmm. I'm between a couple guys right now. I'm not really sure who I need to go after next. Go with that okay. one. Okay, Jimmy Graham. That's the only, that's the first one I saw. <sighs> Jimmy Graham's a weird cat. Um, so first, let me say this: I'm a huge fan of Jay Sternberger, who they drafted um, very. They got him pretty late in the third, or fourth round, I believe, this year out of Texas A&M, who's a great pass catching tight end. However, here's how it's going to play out this season. Jimmy Graham is going to be the guy that starts the season as the receiving option for tight end. However, I don't think that he will end that way. Rookie tight ends usually don't produce fantasy stats on the regular, and so I do not expect expect Jay Sternberger to be that guy early on. However, that is going to change. So if you draft Jimmy Graham, I'm telling you this right now, he is going to be losing almost all value once you get to the midpoint of this season. So if he is a guy that you really, really like, um, I would be looking to trade him around his bye week. Okay, Now, and again, we saw this last year. Yeah. He comes out. They have a week seven bye week last year, and he was on fire. 15 points, 9 points, 11 points, 13 points, 15 points. Bye week, his next five of his next six games were all five points or yep. less. So he is a guy, as he has gotten older and longer in his tooth, he comes out fine and wears down as the season goes. This has been very common for him for a very long time, and he hasn't been able to play up to his his standard. Um, you know, he finished last year as the number 12 tight end, but if you had him the last eight weeks of the season, you did not start him at yep. all. Uh, he was absolutely abysmal. So... If he's a guy that you're going to target, which I would not recommend, uh, just know you better get your value early and you better move him quick. Yeah. So uh, just keep – make sure you're watching him throughout the season because it's not going to be something that's going to right. last. Right. Uh, also, don't I – mean, it, it's uh, good to mention that this is going to be his 10th season. Uh, 10 seasons as a tight end is pretty grueling. He has played all 16 games the last three seasons which is great, uh, nearly 90 targets per year in the last three years. So that's great. But um, this type of position wears on you. He's been playing it now for 10 years. So I And he just looks – Yeah. his breaks are no. not what yeah, they used to be. Right. His speed is not what they used to be. Um, Look, it, he had two touchdowns last year. I expect him to get more – he could fall into two touchdowns, you know, with, with Aaron Rodgers. I get it. But Aaron Rodgers doesn't love his tight ends. He never really has. I mean, even you know, going all the way back to Jermichael Finley, we thought was going the next great thing. I know you know he hampered with injuries, but still didn't really do what we thought he was going to do. Aaron Rodgers, just, it doesn't, for whatever reason, as good as quarterback he is, he just he's not, he's not a he's not a big tight end guy. So we have that. I have Jimmy Graham ranked. Let's see. I have Jimmy Graham ranked 18th among tight ends. Is that way too low? Under Chris Herden? Yeah. No. No, I've got him sitting at about yeah. 20. Like, I'd prefer to have Jack Doyle. Oh, yeah. Honest. Yeah, me too. Me too. All right. Uh, I do want to mention, in, uh, going back to old school, sucking my own dick a little bit, uh, I was <laughs> the – okay, I'm going to be completely honest. I sucked on my draft rankings. I'm a Fantasy Pros expert on the expert platform. My 
my pre-draft rankings. Use air quotes. Yeah. Uh, my draft rankings last year absolutely sucked. The only shining moment, and it was a nice shining moment, I was the fourth best tight end ranker on Fantasy Pros last year. Um, just FYI. So, uh, I don't know anything, but I do know my, I do know a good tight end when I see it. Um, <laughs> number four, I mean, out of like 180. Uh, but I'm not going to, again, I can't, you know, brag that much because I sucked at everything else. So, um, it's just the way it goes, I guess. So, anyways. Uh, one more tight end. And then I'll give you one more burrito story, and we'll go. All right. You know what, John? I'm going to let you pick the last one. Who do you want to talk about? I want to talk about Jared Cook. Um, I really, really like Jared Cook this year. You know, he comes out, and he has a really good year. He finishes at the number five tight end for the Raiders, and they just pepper him with targets. And his volume was insane. He played great. Well, guess what? He has now changed to the New Orleans Saints. And guess what? They did not add anything to their wide receiving core. You know, there's no doubt their number one option there is Michael Thomas, and he's going to be elite. However, outside of Michael Thomas, the next most viable pass catcher is a running back in Alvin Kamara. After that, who knows? Is it Ted Ginn? Um, is it Traquan Smith? I mean, they are just devoid of talent outside of that position. It's going to be Jared Cook. He is going to be getting an insane amount of targets. And again, if you look at what the Saints do just the last few years, they have three different tight ends that they rotate, and all of them are productive, but you can never guess who it's going to be. Is it going to be Dan Arnold? Is it going to be the, the quarterback slash tight end dude? Is it going to, who's it going to be? Well, guess what? You don't need to ask that question any longer. Jared Cook is going to be on the field for a very uh, large majority of snaps and will be, again, he's going to be the second target in whenever it comes to pass, passing downs. Now, they and they paid him like that. He signed this two-year, $15 million contract, even though he's 32 years old. Like, he is going to be, he's my number one pick if I get outside of the top three guys. Um, it goes, for me, my rankings, Kelsey, Kittle, Ertz, Evan Ingram, and Jared Cook, I have like almost identical. Those are the two guys that I would want next. After that, Hunter Henry, O.J. Howard, but still. Um, Cook is a guy who could finish as a number one or two tight end very easily this right. year. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. I like Jared Cook a lot last year, and, and he showed me why. Uh, six Played all 16 games, over 100 targets, uh, almost 900 yards and six touchdowns. I don't see why he can't do at least that with Drew Brees. Um, so we'll we'll see how that goes. I mean, much better situation this year than last. It's just crazy. His target share could go up, and he's getting Drew Brees. Right. Yep. All right. Uh, really quick, uh, after the big three, because you could shuffle the big three any way you want. After that, I have O.J. Howard, David Najuku, Hunter Henry, Evan Ingram, Jared Cook, Eric Ebron, Delaney Walker, Austin Hooper, Shaq Doyle is number 12 for me, then Trey Burton, and then it's a big drop off when we're talking about Herndon Olsen and stuff. So those are my guys right there. Really, one more quick uh, burrito story. Uh, he was chatting up some girl in one of the places we were at. Um, me and John were ready to get out of there. Um, oh, there was no. only one way that we were going to do this, and that was um, to walk up to burrito, put my hands, put my arms around him, 
and say, hey, babe, you ready to go yet? <laughs> he fucking hated me for the rest of the night. That's not what you said. That's not what you said. <laughs> what did I say? You said you ready to go, babe. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so he's leaning in and just totally hamming it yeah. up with his chicken. He's doing yeah, pretty yeah. well, um, but we were ready yeah, to go. Yeah. And so, like, Dale, both hands on his shoulders, approaching from behind. You ready to go, babe? <laughs> like, <laughs> it was awful. But yeah, it was, it, I, I love doing that. Um, to Brito. We are the cock block. 100%. 100%. I loved it. I loved it. All right. Uh, this was a nice quick episode, man. This uh, episode probably turned out less than 45 minutes. We got a lot of information uh, for all our rankings. You can head over to the website. Uh, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, uh, at EatSleepFF on Twitter. Uh, I don't think there's anything really that we need to do besides uh, get out of here, John. you have anything you want? Oh, at JL underscore Chapman uh, for John. You can find his all his stuff. He posts a lot on Twitter. Uh, eat. Hey, man, one more week training camp begins, and I am so it's freaking awesome. excited. It's going to be awesome. Also, All or Nothing for the Carolina Panthers drops Friday. Oh, really? What, oh, what? nice. That's on like Showtime or something, isn't it? It's on Amazon. Oh, yeah, that's right. Cool. Nice. Do you get it free if you have Amazon Prime? Nice. You do. I'm going to check that out then. I didn't watch the uh, last year. What was Was it the Cardinals last year? Uh, Cowboys. Cowboys. Oh, yeah, the year before the Cardinals were a long time ago, I guess, right? I'm way behind. Sorry. I love that stuff, man. It's like some yeah. of my favorite yeah. television. All right, guys. Again, thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. We appreciate all your support. We have officially hit 1 million downloads as a podcast, uh, so we can't thank all of you for supporting us over the years, even our new listeners. We appreciate it. Again, uh, good talking to you guys. Hopefully, Christian and Armando will be uh, dropping an episode for you maybe tomorrow. We'll see if I can convince them. So for John Chapman, my name is Dale. Thanks for listening, and we will talk to you guys next time. Yeah, eat, sleep, fantasy, you rockin' with the best NFL fantasy football podcast We talking mock drafts, running backs, better follow The conversation with Dale, Christian, and Armando Screaming Eat Nation, we doing what we like Tune in every week, guarantee we get it hype Fantasy, football enthusiasts, I know you plan to be Joining us on Eat, Sleep, Fantasy Yeah, Eat, Sleep, Fantasy